How's it going, everybody? Welcome into the 11th episode of the Wanna Talk Sports Podcast. Hope everybody's doing well today. Kyle, how about you? How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. It's 70 degrees outside. My Giants are still in first place, and the Warriors look like they're going to win the NBA Finals from the 8th seed, bro. Let's get it. Yeah, okay. You can you can calm it down with that. We both know that's not happening, but you you can have your you can have your fantasy. There you go. There you go. Will Ryland, you want to get started with some NBA news? Yeah, let's do it. First and foremost, Jalen Brown, all-star this year, is out for the rest of the season. Really big bummer for the Celtics, who have been struggling already. He is out with a torn ligament in his wrist, and he will not be for the rest of the season or for the playoffs. So that's a big bummer for them, and that's a big hit. Uh, In other news, the Lakers are currently the seven seed. They're currently one and a half games behind the Blazers, who are the six seed. And they are in the play-in tournament if they don't turn something around in these last three games, which is really crazy. The 2020 champions are now maybe in the play-in tournament. Another piece of news, technical fouls have been crazy this year. We've seen players get teched for a bunch of things that really didn't seem like techs to me. I don't know if you feel the same way, Mm -hmm. Uh, but Luka Doncic just picked up his 15th technical foul. And in the NBA, if you get 16 techs, then you are suspended for one game automatically. So that could, if he picks up a tech, another tech before the playoffs are in the playoffs, uh, he could get suspended again, which would be really crazy. Well, like I said, we're in the final week of the regular season. Uh, a week from when we're recording today, May 18th, the play-in tournament starts, and we'll be seeing that for the first time. Uh, Russell Westbrook, another big piece of news, now takes the triple-double crown. He is the triple-double king, putting up his 182nd triple-double, which is just crazy. A couple more pieces of news. Uh, rookie of the year and defensive player of the year races are really heating up with the two both having two big contenders in each, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball for Rookie of the Year, and Rudy Gobert and Ben Simmons for Defensive Player of the Year. So that will be interesting to see how that all goes. And then Curry versus Beal. We got the scoring leader race. It looks like Curry is going to take it, but who knows? They've both been going off at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what do you think about all this? That was, that was a lot right there. Yes. Well, here are some of my initial reactions. First off, the Warriors are beating the Lakers in the play-in game. The Lakers look like pure garbage right now, and Steph Curry's about to drop 60 on them. Um, <laughs> uh, Luka Doncic, for a very mild-mannered guy, he's got a lot of technical fouls. He's got a, I'll admit, what he did to Colin Sexton, he deserved a technical foul on he, that. He for sure whacked him in the nuts. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was very intentional. He, like, turned, like, swung, and, like, stared. Yeah. He was trying to say he didn't do it, but, like, yeah yeah indeed indeed and yeah i think the playing tournament is stupid but with that being said i'm not going to complain about the free basketball so i'll watch i'll watch the games and then uh russell westbrook one of my top five point guards of all time i think that for this era i put him number three for the era because i think you got to go steph chris paul and then russell westbrook damian lillard's close but i don't think damian lillard quite has the resume yet with neither of them winning a championship I mean, Russell Westbrook statistically blows Dame out of the water in many ways. So Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the uh, Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year races are all very interesting. Um, I believe Anthony Edwards should win Rookie of the Year because he's been playing the entire year, whereas LaMelo's been hurt. No shade on LaMelo, 
but he's a little overrated. Uh, SportsCenter likes to uh, post about him like every other minute for some reason. And so, yeah, no shade on LaMelo. He's going to be a great player. But Anthony Edwards, he can play too. He's a good he's, – he's really good. Yeah, uh, I, I think I'm there with – or right there with you. I think Anthony Edwards deserves to win. But it's crazy. LaMelo Ball is favored – he's minus 400 to win Rookie of the Year, which is really crazy after after being out for so long. Yeah, and I get that Anthony Edwards didn't have the greatest start to the year, but the fact that he played the entire year and he's and uh, he's really been, for all intents and purposes, maybe besides Cat, the best player on that team. I mean, that's not saying much because the Timberwolves suck, but he's been the best player on that team. He's played the entire year. He's gotten progressively better, and he looks like he's going to be a star. And then Defensive Player of the Year, I personally believe it should be Ben Simmons. I'm not going to hate on a Rudy Gobert wins. The reason I say Ben Simmons is I think Ben Simmons can lock down any position on the court. Um, and that's why I would go with him. But I respect the people who say that Rudy Gobert should win. He was definitely the defensive player of the year for last year as he shut down the entire league. Curry and Beal, um, you know what I'm going to say. I think Curry's going to win this thing. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I think he's quite a bit ahead of him already. He's he's like 0.5 points ahead of him, which with only three games left, that's pretty significant. That That's hard to boost. Yeah, and Bradley Beal got a little salty when Kent Bazemore – like made a joke about him hurting his hamstring. I get that that's a bit of a sense of issue when someone's injured, but also, come on, Brad, like take, take a joke, you know, take a joke. Yeah. It, it wasn't really that big of a deal. I don't know why he started popping off on Twitter, getting all pissed off, but I mean, it's whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I liked how he said that he doesn't care what another man thinks and then goes on like a for Twitter rant about how he cares about what another man thinks. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's, it's interesting, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, I didn't even realize Kent Bazemore was on the Warriors. Like, I hadn't heard that man's name in a long time until until brought up with Bradley Beal. But, yeah, it, I think Curry will win that. I mean, he, he hasn't slowed down, which is ridiculous. Well, let's move on to some baseball. Um, baseball season. We're in May now, which means we're in full swing. We got some big news coming out this week. First off, Jacob deGrom. Uh, probably the best starter in the big leagues right now. He was put on the IL yesterday, so he'll be... The Mets don't sound too concerned. Sounds like they're just doing this out of precaution. It sounds like he's got some forearm tightness, so he should be fine. Really big news. Probably the greatest player of this generation, if we're really being honest. Albert Pujols was released by the Angels. Uh, he's 41 years old. He can't really do much as far as playing in the field. He's he I mean his numbers speak for themselves. 298 career batting average, 667 career home runs, 2112 runs batted in. He's a two-time World Series champion, a 10 times all 10-time All-Star, a three-time NL MVP. He won Rookie of the Year. He's got two gold gloves, six Silver Slugger awards. I could go on and on. Uh, the man's an absolute legend. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Um, and if he decides to retire now, he could retire as one of the greatest players of all time. But I still think that he's going to sign somewhere before the end of the season, a playoff team where maybe he can come off the bench and pinch hit. Imagine Albert Pujols is your pinch hit weapon in the playoffs. That's pretty dangerous. So we'll see. I've heard that maybe the White Sox might be interested. Tony Larusa and him have a good relationship. Heard maybe the Reds, even some whispers of the Cardinals may have a reunion with him. So it should be pretty interesting. Giancarlo Stanton. He's on fire. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, for those who don't know, signed a 13-year, $325 million contract about five years ago. And uh, when he signed it, he was one of the best players in the big leagues. But since then, he has been, well, we'll be completely honest, kind of a bust. 
Um, the man has been injured for most of his time with the Yankees since they traded for him and took on that big contract. But this year, he looks like he's finally coming through. He's uh, already got nine home runs and 24 RBIs. That's more. That's already double the numbers he had last year, where he had four home runs and 11 RBIs in a 60-game season, and they're only through 30-plus games so far. If you were to combine his numbers from 2019 and 2020, these numbers this year would already be better than them because over the last two years, he had seven home runs and 24 RBIs. So he's finally starting to produce for the Yankees. The only other year he's had where he had any production for the Yankees was 2018, which is right after his MVP season in 2017. So good for the Yankees, good for good for Stanton. And it's showing up in the Yankees record, the New York Yankees, who at the beginning of the season, I think people were a little worried about, well, they're 18 and 16 now. So they're, they're back on track, and they're in second place in the division. And uh, they now have a better record than the Dodgers, who we've been hyping up and have gone down the tank since the start of the season. That's true. That is true. So we're looking for an exciting race here between the Yankees and the Red Sox. In other news, the Mariners ta- called up their top prospect, Jared Kalenic, is going to be called up by the Mariners on Thursday. This is a guy who, in his first AAA game the other day, hit two home runs, was fired up. So the Mariners trying to get a little bit of some spice on their roster, trying to get some pop. Um, they've slowed down a lot since a hot start at the beginning of the year. So they're looking for a little bit of some juice in their lineup here. There's already been four no-hitters in the league this year, which is incredible. The record is seven, and we're only in May. John Means and Wade Miley both threw no-hitters last week. John Means no-hit the Mariners on May 5th. And Wade Miley no-hit the Indians on May 7th. That was the closest gap between no-hitters since uh, Fernando Valenzuela and Dave Stewart threw no-hitters on the same day, on June 26, 1990. Only two days between no-hitters. We already have four no-hitters this year. Uh, it was Joe Musgrove, Carlos Rodon, John Means, and Wade Miley. Four, and that's not counting Madison Bumgarner, who threw a seven-inning no-hitter in a seven-inning game. Would have loved to see how that turns out. Um, but there's some worries in the league right now that possibly this could be because um, the ball has been deadened uh, because people were complaining about a live ball in the last couple of years and that hitters are just hit going for home runs now. They're not really going for contact. And so there may be more no hitters coming. Hope that's not the case. Hope this is just a little bit of a blip on the radar, a little bit of a fluke, as you will. Um, not great news for the Oakland Athletics or Oakland A's fans. It looks like the Oakland A's are considering moving out of Oakland. Um, they cannot, they, it looks like they have not been able to come to a stadium deal and it's been a rough decade for Oakland. They have lost the, um, Raiders to Las Vegas. They lost the Warriors to the cross to Crosstown, San Francisco. And it looks like the A's might be moving to some possible locations that were floated today by Jeff Passan were the, were Vancouver, Portland, Nashville, Montreal, Austin, Texas, um, Charlotte, even in the market in San Jose and or Sacramento. And so we'll see what happens. I think that it'd be a shame if the A's left the Bay Area. Already Oakland has lost so much of has lost so much in the last few years as far as professional sports goes. I'd love to see the A's stay, but if they're not able to build a new stadium, they can't keep on playing in the Coliseum. The Coliseum's an absolute trash heap. A few years ago they were having sewage problems, and that's a major league facility. Hopefully they can figure something out with the city and they can build that waterfront stadium that they're planning on uh, creating. Some other news, Fernando Tatis Jr., one of the hot young stars in the game, tested positive for COVID today. And so he's going to have to go through the protocols and quarantine. Um, this is the first time since early in the season when the Mets and Nationals had to be postponed that someone has tested positive for COVID. Um, first time in a month. So just a sign that we're not completely out of the woods yet, but I hope Fernando Tatis, it sounds like he's asymptomatic. Hope he's all right and hope he can get back out there as soon as possible. Let's do a little quick standings check. 
First in the National League West, the Giants are in first place, 22-14. and 14. Padres in second in 19-16. And, and then the Dodgers, who have been struggling mightily, 2-8 and eight in their last 10, are 18-17. They're 5-15 in their last 20, the Dodgers are. Out in the NL East, the New York Mets, 16-13 lead the division. The Phillies, 18-17. And, and the Braves, 17-17. Looks like it's going to be a good race between those three teams the rest of the year. The Cardinals... Uh, this was expected after getting Nolan Arenado from the Rockies for a bag of chips. The Cardinals are in first place, uh, 21 and 14. Brewers at 19, 16 with the best rotation in baseball. And then the Reds sitting there at 16, 16. They're a dangerous team though, so watch out. Out in the American League, the Red Sox with the best record in the American League. They're 22 and 14. The Yankees and the Rays, both teams who I think we all expected to be uh, better than they started. They're starting to get their uh, groove going. The Yankees are 18-16, the Rays are 19-17. Remember, the Rays made the World Series last year in the American League. Out in the American League Central, the Red the White Sox are finally starting to uh, show who I think we all thought they really were. They're 19-13 in first place, despite Tony Larusa basically being a walking uh, wax figure at manager. Uh, the Indians are 19-14, and 14, and then the Royals, who start out 14-8, and 8, coming back to Earth. They're 16-17, they're in third place. Out in the AOS... The Oakland A's are in first place with a 21-15 record. And then the Astros and the Mariners are tied for second at 18-17. and 17. Uh, We'll see if the Mariners will continue to maintain a decent level of play or take a nosedive like past years. So, hey, We believe Seattle. We believe. <laughs> we can get there. Yes. Second wild quarter bust. The Mariners <laughs> will make the playoffs this year. The Angels releasing Albert Pujols was just—I just felt like this was so disrespectful. Like <laughs> he gave him so many good years. He played with them for I think almost ten years, from 2012 to 2021. And just like the man's 41, he's one of the best to ever do it. Like, why are you cutting him? That there really wasn't. It just seemed disrespectful. Like. The man can retire right now and first ballot Hall of Famer automatically, like, locked and loaded. Just let the man retire with the team he's been with for so long. But that that's my two cents on that. A, a couple other things. Hey, we were talking we were talking last week about how there's now an expansion fee for an MLB team for $2.25 billion. But, hey, the A's are looking to transfer – and a couple of places we talked about, Portland, Austin, Texas. Maybe we're speaking it into existence over here, Kyle. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all I got to say is we, we were talking about those places, and we I think it would be cool to see them go to either of those spots, but I, I, I think you are right. Oakland, Oakland's been losing lately, like losing the Raiders, losing the Warriors. That would be tough if they lost their last major sports team. Or, yeah. yeah, so that would be tough, but – Eh, maybe maybe we did speak it into existence. We'll see what happens. NFL news continued stuff with the Aaron Rodgers saga. Uh, apparently, it news sources say that the Packers have offered Aaron Rodgers a long-term contract, but still doesn't really seem like there's going to be any resolution to that anytime soon. Like we talked about last week, they've done so much wrong to the man. And I don't think just giving him money is necessarily going to be the solution because I think he can get money other places. A strange piece of news that I did not think I'd be talking about in 2021. Tim Tebow is now in the NFL again, except he is not playing quarterback. Now he is a tight end and he just got a one-year contract with the Jaguars, which is really strange because one, he's not a tight end. 
And two, there's got to be better options out there. Like, there's no way that the Jaguars decided that Tim Tebow is the best possible tight end on the market. Like, this seems like a little bit of a of a let's bring in some fans. We got Trevor Lawrence. Let's bring in Tim Tebow, uh, a Florida guy, like loved by those Gators down there. So kind of a strange signing, but uh, hey, I, I can't get mad about Tim Tebow. Great guy. Fun to see him in the league, I guess. It'll be fun to see what happens at least. Uh, what do you think about that, Kyle? Uh, he's a 33-year-old, just retired minor league baseball player who played college football 12 years ago and has a 47% completion percentage in the NFL. I, I, I'm i not a, a huge fan of the move. I mean, I'm not going to hate on Urban Meyer for trying to bring in the best team he thinks is possible. I just don't know if this is uh, the guy. This has to be just like a media stunt because there's no way he makes the team. Like, Yeah, that's, that's what I think too. I think likely he probably doesn't make the team, but like, why not give the man a chance? Like, if he's signing, he's signing for next to no money. Mm-hmm. Well, a ton of money, but next to no money for NFL players. It's strange, but it's funny. It, when I saw it, when I woke up and saw it on my Instagram, it, it gave me a laugh. So realistically, I don't think this is going to be a team that's going to be in playoff contention yet. Uh, it'll probably take a year or two, but they've got a good young core. And obviously they have one of the most hot prospects hotly sought prospects in a long time so um it'll be fun to see how they turn that team around and with urban meyer coaching um and then final piece of news tomorrow on wednesday the nfl schedule officially releases uh that'll be really fun to see see who's matching up with who uh we'll be seeing i know we're getting a matchup between trevor lawrence and zach wilson the one and two picks so that will be fun to see that's pretty much all the nfl news we got for today And now, Kyle, you want to take us into this new segment, which I think should be really fun? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. We're doing some hot takes here, folks. So basically, the two of us, me and Rylan, have come up with three, like, three predictions for the future that may not be in the popular media, so to speak. Some stuff that is a little off the cuff. Some stuff that a lot of people may not agree with. They'll spark some controversy. These are things that me and Rylan actually believe. So get ready, get your popcorn, because here comes some hot takes. Ryland, take it away. Woo, hot takes. Oh, always fun to always fun to be talking about the things that most people aren't. And so I'll start off. We've been talking a lot about NBA. NBA is very on the radar right now. We are moving into the play-in tournament. And guess what? The 2020 championship Lakers. They're either losing in the first round of the playoffs or they're not even making it out of the play-in tournament. They have looked bad lately. They did beat the Suns. Anthony Davis dropped 42, and it was the first game where it was like, okay, this is the Lakers team we've seen before. But, man, with one game play-in tournament, I think they can easily lose to all of these teams. The teams that they'll have to play is they'll have to play the Warriors in the first round. Steph, absolutely hot. And if LeBron is not back, they're losing that game. Steph will cook. So if that happened, then they'd have to play the winner of the 9 and 10 seed, which is either the Spurs or the Grizzlies. And I think both those teams can beat them. Like, what's crazy is a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis, 
I know they've been injured, but they also have Andre Drummond. They got Dennis Schroeder. This is a really good team. Montrez Harrell, too. But they've looked terrible. Somehow they've fallen from the two seed all the way down to the seven seed. Dude, and I don't think they make it out of the playing tournament. What do you think about this? I think they have a chance to lose to the Warriors in the playing tournament. I still think they're going to make it out just because I don't see LeBron not finding a way to win at least one of those games. And I still think they're dangerous in the playoffs. I will admit, though, and we're going to talk about this a little bit more with your next hot take. All those teams are dangerous because, one, you got Steph Curry and Draymond Green. Mostly Steph Curry, but Draymond Green's also got championship cal- got championship DNA as well. Steph Curry right now is the best player in the NBA. Let's like call it what it is. The way he's playing, he is the best player in the NBA right now. Not like no, that's fair. Period. That's fair. Right, right now, the Memphis Grizzlies are a tough-minded young team. John Morant, Jaron Jackson, like those guys are those guys are scrappy. Those guys are dogs, and I would expect them to give the Lakers a game. The team that is just absolutely sucks. They're dog. Like they're awful. But I still would be scared to play is the Spurs just because of their head coach. Yeah, just- Greg Popovich. He can coach any team to a victory. Like yeah. they have no stars. They don't even really have any like almost stars. It's just like a bunch of ragtag dudes that just grinded out DeJounte Murray, Patty Mills. Dude, these guys just work hard, and somehow they're the 10 seed and are going to make it into the play-in tournament. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to play any Greg Popovich team. Yeah, like, if you if this were a seven-game series, I'd take the Lakers, obviously. Oh, absolutely. But since it's one game, Greg Popovich can find a way to win one game. And and so that's, that's, why, I'm, that's why the Spurs would scare me. With that being said, I still think the Lakers are going to make it into the first round, and in the first round, it'll be tough between them and the Suns of the Jazz. But right now, the way they're playing, I think the Suns and the Jazz beat them. But that's just me. So Fair enough, man. I mean, I, hey, I, I think so, too. Even if they make it out of the playing tournament, I don't think they're beating any of those teams, especially if they don't have LeBron back. LeBron planning on testing his ankle today against the Knicks. That kind of got pushed back to, I think, tomorrow. So he'll be back for now. But I mean, he came back for two games and had to go out for another week. So we'll see what happens. But that's my first hot take. Lakers, 2020 champions, not even making the playoffs this year. There you go. All right. My first hot take. You guys remember when the Miami Heat made the finals last year? Well, guess what? It's happening again. The Miami Heat are going to win the Eastern Conference this year. Hear me out. Hear me out. Right now, they're in the sixth seed, but they're only a game out of the four seed. And if you guys remember correctly, they made it to the finals last year from the five seed. Look, I think they're going to get either the fourth or fifth seed. And if they're playing either the Knicks or the Hawks, they're going to win that series. Because Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. I still think Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson's got juice. Goran Dragic is still a dog. They're going to win that series. If they play the 76ers, the 76ers just don't have the mental capacity to deal with the Miami Heat over an entire series. Jimmy Butler is going to wear out Ben Simmons. Bam Adebayo is going to wear out Joel Embiid, and they're going to win that series. And the Nets, the Nets might be the most overrated team I've ever seen going into the playoffs. They have played seven games together. James Harden and Kevin Durant are coming off injury. They have one of the worst defenses from a championship contender of all time. And then if they play the Bucs, the Bucs have no chance against the Heat because the 
the Bucks are the easiest team to defend in the playoffs of all time because Giannis is going to drive the ball and they're just going to kick out for three. So that's what I mean. I think that the East is more wide open than people think. And since the East is more wide open than people think, I give the edge to Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat to make it to the finals for a second straight year. No shot. No <laughs> chance. And I don't want to hear this, oh, Bam Adebayo is going to wear out Joel Embiid. Dude, Joel Embiid, I mean, Jokic too. But Joel Embiid is the best true center in the league right now. Bar none. That man can bully anybody, including Rudy Gobert, multiple-time defensive player of the year. They wouldn't beat that team. Yeah, they might beat the Knicks. The Knicks haven't been in the playoffs in freaking a decade. Like, sure, they can they can beat Derrick Rosen. I mean, Julius Randle's been going crazy and everything. But that would still be a tough series. Tyler Hero, who was their playoff hero last year, he's had a down year. Duncan Robinson had a down year. Jimmy Butler's been injured on and off this year. Bam Adebayo's been injured this year. They had such a long season trying to make it to that finals last year. They have just not been playing quite like they were last year. And yes, I understand they elevated in the playoffs, but they will not beat the Sixers. Joel Embiid is too good, and that is too good of a defensive team. And now they have shooters like Danny Green. They will not beat the Nets because that team, I understand they've only played seven games together. But they literally have two of the best scorers of all time in Kevin Durant and James Harden. Like, that team that team is garbage on defense. But they can put up 140 in a night, and it would not surprise anybody. I don't think they get past that team either. I think, I think Kevin Durant is just a mismatch on everybody. I think Kyrie has been playing great. And if James Harden's back, I mean, yeah, Harden was looking like one of the best point guards in the league which was strange. And then even the Bucks, the acquiring Drew Holiday, I think was big for them because it it's another scorer for them. They don't just have to feed Giannis and have him walk to the paint and dunk it every time. And they have Chris Middleton. I don't think they beat any of those teams. And that is why I do not think the Heat are making it back to the finals. I, I think there's no shot. Sounds like the same hate that was coming last year. The same hate. But last year, I remember I was talking to my friends about the playoffs, and I said, I think if any team outside of the big the big two at the time, which was the Bucks and the Sixers, could make it, I said the Heat. Because they are a gritty team, and they, they can beat any team in any single game. But I think it's the East has improved so much in the past year, and I really don't think they can win it again. Just watch, man. Just watch as Jimmy Buckets carries the team again. You'll see. You'll see. Hey, I – I wouldn't hate on it because, like, the Heat are a fun team to watch. But I, I just don't think there's any way. <laughs> oh, that would be so crazy. That yeah. would be crazy. But, all right, my, my second hot take I'm going to talk about, it kind of plays in with my first one quite a bit. We were talking about I don't think the Lakers are going to make it out of the playing tournament, and here's why. I think the garbage San Antonio Spurs, while they can't win the whole playing tournament because they're going to be the 10 seed, I think that's the team getting the eight seed. I think they beat the Grizzlies, and then I think they beat the Lakers, and I think they make the playoffs and play the Jazz or the Suns. 
Because I think Greg Popovich is the best coach of all time, and I think he can coach DeJounte Murray to drop 30 points in a playoff game and win the game. I can see it happening. Like, I, I, I will give you this. Like, it's not, un, like, in my mind, like, the idea of this happening isn't, like, it's not like it's completely impossible just because of Greg Popovich, but that team is garbage. Like, so garbage. And I was saying earlier that I think the Spurs are very dangerous, so I'll put it this way. In a rational world, in a world where things make sense, the Spurs get trounced by the Grizzlies in the first game, and they are done. But in we're forgetting, though, DeMar DeRozan is still a human. Like, DeMar DeRozan's a good basketball player. He, he's good. Like, don't get me wrong, but like you said earlier, that's the best thing they have is he's good. You know, like, that's the best player they have. It's just good. Hey, Jacob Podol? Come on now. <laughs> Jakob Podol? See, he's so bad, you don't even know his correct pronunciation of his well, name. that's because I'm American. Of course I don't say it correctly. <laughs> so, again, in a rational world, the Spurs lose in the first game. In a world where Greg Popovich bends space and time, I could see it happening. I could see them finding a way to get it get through. So, just, uh, just, just hear this. DeMar DeRozan, Lonnie Walker, Keldon Johnson. Oh, DeJounte Murray, Patty Mills. Mm. Their team is full of eighth men on the bench. They're like, dynamic. <laughs> they... It, it is the eighth man. No, it's, it's the sixth man team. They have just a bunch of sixth men on their team. And when you bring them together, it makes magic. And they take down the reigning champs. I'll say this. The fact that that team's not a lottery team is such – it just shows you that Greg Popovich is the greatest coach of all time. The fact Back. that that team is not, as, is not down there with the Timberwolves and the Rockets right now is just beyond me. But, yeah, uh, we'll see. I, I wouldn't be mad about it as long as the Warriors make it too. So now for my next hot take, I'm going to say the Dodgers don't win this division. They're going to lose the division this year, and uh, I think that they're going to have to settle for the second wild card. I think there's enough good teams in the National League that they're not going to be able to get the first one. I think the Padres are a great team. I think the Giants are showing themselves to be a lot better than people predicted. Even if the Giants don't win the division, they're not going to just have to hop the Giants. They're going to have to hop the Padres. And so... Yeah, I don't see the Dodgers winning this division right now. I think they're struggling with chemistry. With that being said, if they get the second wild card, they're still going to be dangerous, and there'll still be a team to reckon with in the playoffs. I say the Dodgers uh, get second or third place in the division and that they have to sell it for the second wild card. Wait, so you don't think they're even going to get second in the division? I think they might get second, but they're going to get the second wild card because I could see the Giants getting the first wild card. Okay. Hmm. I mean... I mean, right now they're third in the division, so, like, it's maybe not the hottest take, but, I mean, we have, like, over 100 games left. This has got to be the most stacked lineup in baseball. Maybe baseball history. Like, that team is just crazy all the way through, and they just came off winning a championship. But, yeah, they, they started so hot, and we were talking about, oh, yeah, this team's unstoppable. Uh, I'm surprised they even lost a freaking series. But now they went from being like 15 and 4 to now like 18 and 17. Like, ooh, that is not great. The Giants are playing good. The Padres are playing solid, but the Padres are only one game ahead. And I think maybe the Giants are playing a little bit better than expected for sure. But 
better than maybe they are. And I, I don't know. I still think the Dodgers are going to win this series, but or not the series, but win this division. But I don't know. I guess it it wouldn't be the most outlandish thing if maybe they didn't. They've won seven straight. This would be this year. They'd be going for the eighth straight division. Seven straight. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I I still think they win it. It's such a long season. We just saw the Yankees turn it all around. I think the Dodgers do too, and I think they come back strong. But who do you think is going to win it then? You think your Giants are going to pull it out? Uh, the fan in me says the Giants. The rational baseball fan in me says probably the Padres. The Padres, okay. With that being said, the Giants are 5-4 and four against the Padres so far this year. So um, they've played them tough. And my final hot take, and I think maybe even my favorite hot take, to all my Green Bay Packers fans out there, I hate to tell you, but your team's going to be garbage this year. My hot take is the Packers lose the NFC North and are a bottom five team in the NFL this year because Aaron Rodgers is leaving that team and he has been covering holes on that roster. He has been doing so much for them, carrying that team so much, that if they have to start Jordan Love, it's going to be all downhill. It is going to be tank. Tank for whoever the next quarterback is. I mean, Spencer Rattler, I don't think he'll actually be that great. But, yeah, this Packers team, if they lose Aaron Rodgers, they're going to be worse than a Jared Goff-led Lions, who honestly, I think they win six games this season. I think I think Jared Goff is very mediocre, but he can manage a game, and they've built up a good offensive line. And so I think the Packers are going to be even worse than them. They just lost the best center in football. They are about to lose the MVP, I believe. And Devontae Adams was saying that if Rodgers leaves, then he might not want to be in Green Bay anymore either. This team's about to crumble. And that defense, while they have some good pieces, they've shown that Kevin King's kind of trash. Kevin King got burnt a lot last season. Jair Alexander's really good, but I don't know, man. I, I think this team might lose the division if they lose Rodgers. Yeah, I could see them not winning the division. With that being said, that division is garbage. Um, when you look at when you look at the teams up and down, um, the Minnesota Vikings are pretty bad. They went seven and nine last year. The Bears are eight and eight, and eight last year. Granted, they have a better quarterback now. I think Justin Fields is going to be better. And the Detroit Lions are just massive garbage, and they've been massive garbage as long as they've existed. And so. I think the only thing that I would um, the only thing that I would clap back on that is with is that if Aaron Rodgers, even if a half invested Aaron Rodgers stays, that team is bound to win nine games, and that might be enough to win the division. Still, you're right. If Aaron Rodgers is traded, they probably have no shot, and the nine and seven Bears win the division and get crushed in the first round. Oh, that's right. It's a 17 game season. Am I bad? The nine and eight Bears win the division. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I think if it were any other division in football, I'd be 100% on board. The only reason I am not 100% on board is because that's a garbage division. It's probably going to be maybe not as bad as the NFC East was this year, but it's going to be close. The Lions, I'm just telling you, they're going to be a little bit better than you think. Jared Goff has shown some glimpses of being good, and, and he's never been, like, completely terrible. Like, last year he was not good, but he can manage a game. They got DeAndre Swift. 
they don't really have any great wide receivers now that they lost Kenny Galladay. But just you wait, eh? Amon Ross St. Brown is about to pop off. Fourth round pick. My brother just met him a couple days ago. Just you watch. Just you watch. The Lions are going to be better than the Packers this year. For my final hot take, we're throwing it back to the hometown. The 49ers behind Jimmy Garoppolo, because Jimmy Garoppolo is going on a scorched earth tour to show that he truly is an elite quarterback who's gone 24 and 8 in his career. Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers with George Kittle, one of the best defenses in the game, are going to go out there and they're going to win the Super Bowl. And even better, they're going to beat the Tom Brady-led Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game, and Tom Brady's going to retire after losing to the 49ers in the playoffs. The 49ers win the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo proves the drafting Trey Lance might have been a little bit premature, and the Niners bring a ring back to the bay <laughs> oh man if you think jimmy garoppolo is gonna scorch anybody i'm sorry for you Wait, let's just let's just remember last season i understand he came in 49ers went five and oh to end that season a few years ago last season jimmy garoppolo he only played six games because he was injured after those games but in those six games he threw 182 yards a game. You know, that's that's elite, obviously. He threw seven touchdowns. Let's go almost one touchdown a game and five interceptions. Let's go. That's our Super Bowl MVP, am I right? Hey, Dude, man. the Niners aren't even the second best team in that division. The Rams have the best defense in football. They just picked up Matthew Stafford. Cam Akers is a stud running back. They got Cooper Cup, they got Robert Woods, they got Van Jefferson. That team's deadly. That team, I think, will win the division. And I'm saying that as a Seahawks fan, so it hurts. The Seahawks are better than them. Russell Wilson carries. The team's improved. Jamal Adams hopefully will be healthy. They're just better than the Niners. The Niners have a great defense. I understand. They can run the football. Jimmy Garoppolo. He's great at handing the football off. Honestly, if I needed a quarterback to hand a football off, I would totally call up Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want him to throw the football, though. There's a reason why when they beat the Packers a couple couple years ago in the playoffs that he only threw the ball seven times because he's not good. No, the reason he only threw the ball seven times was where Raheem Mostert was going off in historic fashion. But – He's 24 and 8 as a starter. Like, let's kick that through our heads. When he plays, the Niners win. And that's what's going to happen next year. The Niners are going to go 13 and 3. They're going to win the division. They're going to get the number one seed. And they're going to beat the Tom Brady led Buccaneers 34 to 7 in the NFC Championship game and send Tom Brady into retirement. You heard it here first. No chance. That Bucks team is literally stacked beyond belief. Like, they literally retained all 22 out of 22 starters. And Tom Brady's probably going to get his favorite weapon, Julian Edelman. They're literally just bringing in the people he wants. Jimmy Garoppolo, garbage. The rest of the team, it's a solid team. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Maybe Trey Lance is the future. But I'm telling you, Jimmy Garoppolo is not. They're not winning the Super Bowl. They're, they're not beating both. Tom Brady, and I think Patrick Mahomes will make it back to the Super Bowl. They're not beating Patrick Mahomes either. That He proved it a couple of years ago. You will see.
you will see. All right, we're going to move on to some predictions. Our records as of right now, Ryland is 31 and 20, and I am 26 and 25. So we're making the slow comeback, and uh, we'll see what happens today. All right, we'll get it started with uh, a Wednesday night game between the two best teams in the American League. The A's are 21 and 15, and the Red Sox are 22 and 14. Ryland, who do you got in this one? Oh, yeah, this is a good game here. Honestly, I think either team can win this game. Um, but I think the A's have been playing very well, very solid baseball right now. Uh, they've been hitting good. So I think I'm going to take the A's in this one. The Red Sox got a little bit better record than the A's. I think the Red Sox are out to prove. Alex Cora is out to prove that he still is an elite manager in baseball and that the Red Sox are an elite franchise. I got the Red Sox in this game. We got an NBA game that should be fun to watch on Thursday. Uh, we got the 76ers versus the Heat. Who do you got in this one? Preview of the playoffs. The Miami Heat win this game by 10. Preview the playoffs, get hot, and get ready to go on their finals run. There's no sh – I mean, they could maybe win this game by 10, but no, no, Joel Embiid. I'm telling you, Joel Embiid, JoJo, trust the process, lock it in. 76ers won this game for sure. All right. The FCS championship is this weekend. We got a national championship for football in May, which is just weird. But either way, Sam Houston State versus South Dakota State. Who you got in this one, Ryland? SDSU. I don't know why you picked Delaware last week. They're, South Dakota State runs this FCS. They're winning this championship. Well, guess Sam Houston. Guess what, Ryland? They run it until now. Sam Houston State comes out with the win. Oh, I hope so. Honestly, if they do, just that's awesome for them. Then we got another big game with some playoff implications. Uh, we got the Suns versus the Blazers. Who do you got in this one? I think the Portland Trailblazers need this one more than the Suns do. So I'm going to go with the Portland Trailblazers. Dame Dollar drops a clutch buzzer beating a winning three. I'm going to go with the Suns, and here's why. I think I think the Suns lost to the Lakers strategically. I don't think they want to play the Lakers in the first round, and I think they're trying to get them the sixth seed. They want to take down the Blazers. They want to drop them to seven because I think they'd rather play them than play the Lakers. And so I think the Suns won this one, even though I don't think the Lakers would even win the play-in tournament. But I think if LeBron is back, no one wants to play LeBron. That's true. That's true. No one does want to play LeBron. Phillies and Blue Jays down in Florida, two teams that are around 500 who are contenders this year to win their respective divisions. Um, who you got, Rylan? Uh, you know, I, I think I'm going to take the Phillies in this one. Um, I don't really have any particular reason why. I, I guess I just, I don't know. I just got that gut feeling for them. Bo Bichette, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This Blue Jays team is explosive and they're young. I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. And then the sport that we will know next year, the Maple Leafs versus the Jets, some NHL action back. Who do you got in this one? I like the name, the Jets, and I like the fact that there's another Jets besides the New York Jets, and so I'm going to go with the Winnipeg Jets on this one. Interesting, interesting. Well, I think the the Maple Leafs have been playing great this year. Uh, they have the first uh, best record in the North. They, I believe, has the second best record behind the Golden Knights in the NHL. Uh, I think they're both very good teams, but I think I think the Maple Leafs will win this one. There you go. Look at that. We all we predicted all different teams this week. We're gonna have a shakeup in the standings one way or the other. So, Ooh. yes, indeed.
All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to our 11th episode of the Want to Talk Sports podcast. We'll be back next week for our 12th episode. The sports world keeps on moving. And as we get closer to summer, we're going to get closer to NBA playoffs and baseball continues to heat up. Yeah. Thank you guys all for tuning in. We now have an Instagram. If you want to follow us at the Want to Talk Sports podcast Instagram, give it a follow there. Um, But yeah, thank you guys all for tuning in. It's been a good one. Have a good day. Peace out, people.